and welcome to the Oxventure D&D podcast. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, as well you know, in which we listen to old episodes of Oxventure D&D and then talk about them. It's also a critical hit to your brain because, um, because that's the tagline and we're sticking with it. I'm joined this week by... It's me, it's Luke. Hi, Luke. Hey. I'm usually <laughs> Dob, the half-walk bard, but on this occasion, I'm the GM, right? Because we're doing Let's Get Fiscal. Correct. We're listening to Let's Get Fiscal, recorded at MCM Birmingham 2021, which was uh, November, mid-November of last year. And uh, I'm Jane. I play Prudence the Tiefling Warlock. Luke, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. How the heck are you? Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Busy, busy, busy. Always busy. You know me. I know you. You're always hustling. I know. Speaking of hustling, how's that new podcast of yours going? Oh, Mum Can't Cook! Exclamation point! A decom podcast. Uh, yeah, it's going great. Andy and I um, started a new podcast about Disney Channel original movies. You talked about it on last week's episode, right? I yeah, think, I'm, I'm still talking yeah. about it. I'm wild about it. It's very funny. Oh, I heartily recommend you. it Thank to you. anyone listening. If you want to hear about decoms, which are uh, Disney Channel original movies, They're, they are dis- They are movies made by di- the entertainment powerhouse Disney. The same people who made The Little Mermaid, but. What they're doing in this case was fairly crappy, low-budget TV movies for their TV channel that they clearly, you know, set up, started broadcasting on, and then realised they didn't have nearly enough minutes to fill um, the schedule. So yeah, they started pumping out in the in the nineties and early noughties these very very weird um, TV movies that are just so bizarre. And yeah, so every episode, Andy and I review one. Um, we reviewed Smart House about a, a sentient house voiced by Casey Seagal from Futurama. Um, and then we did, what was it? Oh, episode two was about You Lucky Dog, about a um, charlatan dog psychic who was spending a, the dog is a millionaire. You know, it, it's a whole, you should just go listen <laughs> it's to It's a whole it. thing. You know what? Yeah. You should listen to Mom Can't Cook, yeah. a decom podcast brought to you by Andy Farron and Luke Westaway, which mm. is available on all your podcast platforms. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll know all about it. Um, what? Are Disney still making these decoms? If I were to go on Disney Plus, would I find decoms? The, the, yeah, I mean the the thing is, um, uh, they they still make them. At the point where they made High School Musical, the idea of Disney Channel original movies kind of became legit because High School Musical was a decom, but it was a obviously a super stratospheric cultural moment that we all embraced and enjoyed. Um, and since then, the budgets are higher, the production is a little bit more slick. So for me, the kind of... You're saying the golden age has passed. The, yeah, the golden age of ironic weirdness was, yeah, in the late 90s and early noughties. So that's the kind of, that's the era we excavate. That said, there is a classic decom called Under Wraps, which is about a, a mummy that comes to life and runs around and um, runs amok and makes friends with some children and the children have to try and get him back to his own time zone. <laughs> that they remade i think last year so you know it was a totally modern under wraps remake all new cast uh and it was still totally bonkers and of course basically terrible in a very enjoyable uh way so you know they haven't forgotten how to make these the spirit lives on the spirit lives on excellent okay (laughs) Well, that's decoms, but what mm-hmm. we really brought you here to talk about is Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, of course. And oh, yes. as Luke, uh, as Luke explained, this is a very special Dungeons and Dragons Oxventure session in which Luke, you were the DM for the first time at a live show ever. Correct? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, first first time live and and last. I haven't had to do it since. <laughs> We've never invited you back. Yeah, never invited back after this performance. Jeez. Uh, yeah, so the background to this was uh, we were doing, yeah, an MCM live show um, at Birmingham, Birmingham Comic Con. Uh, and Johnny was unable to make it at, uh, you know, a fairly sort of last minute um, timing. Um, and as the one who has the most... Uh, DM experience apart from Johnny, which is not same. You know, like the one who has any have, DM experience yeah. apart from Johnny. I have the most apart from Johnny, but that's not to suggest I have anywhere near as much as Johnny. I'm not an appropriate stand-in, but yes, I I was the best that could be rustled up at short notice, and so yeah, I DM'd this one with Johnny's notes. Johnny supplied me with all of their. Uh, notes on let's get fiscal um it's an extremely tax centric ox venture so uh yeah but i was i was well provided with notes and structure for uh it's kind of a dungeon crawl episode as you will hear uh yeah and i was provided with everything i could need by johnny to hopefully make how comprehensive were these notes uh the notes were uh much more comprehensive um than johnny would normally write up oh i see i know that because i'm sort of, i'm quite familiar with johnny's note taking process johnny made these notes and then i think they embellished them once it became clear that i was going to have to read them so these notes are written like it's like a letter to me almost in fact i have it open here and it says like this is a room where you can have some fun with the fact that dob smells bad and here you can have some fun with the fact that dob isn't there so he doesn't have to face the consequences of this and that and this and that and that so yeah i was johnny johnny really went above and beyond providing me with plenty of plenty of lore plenty of notes plenty of details on all the rooms uh, i added some stuff myself and yeah so it was it was absolutely mine to lose um, <laughs> and you didn't you did so well I and also know. thanks johnny if you're listening i don't know i don't like to um watch this one back or think about Aww. it it gives me it gives me it gives me retroactive stresses i was oh, extremely no. well you shouldn't because i've watched it again and it's it's brilliant <sighs> um how would you say the experience for you differed from be- normally being a player on the stage uh well i mean the the amount of thinking on your feet you have to do is well i mean how many of us are there i guess it's like five times as much normally as dob i just sit there smiling and having a wonderful time listening to everyone else being funny until i think of something funny to say and then uh you know if i could if if there's a moment where i can say something i say my funny thing everyone laughs i pat myself on the back and then I go back to leisurely thinking of something else that occurs to me. Whereas, you know, that's very different from sitting in the DM chair where you have to like actively keep grinding your brain away. Be like, think of a new thing. Think of a new thing. Think of a new thing. What's this room like? What's what's happening? What's it doing now? How? And, and while you're also doing that kind of you, you set some background tasks running thinking like, how are you going to persuade Andy to do this thing that you know he's not going to want, <laughs> like be persuade, persuaded to we do? We call that the Andy Processing Center of your brain. Yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the Corazon. Yeah. The, cor- the Corazon protocol, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I, didn't, I don't mean to single out Andy there. I would say that, that everyone, um, all, all the Oxventurers went into this one equally suspicious and unwilling everyone to be taken on an adventure. Everyone makes you work hard in their own way. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, there's a point near the near the beginning where I think I'm actually kind of making eye contact with you all and going, please, please, please. <laughs> yeah, I think please. we gave you a hard. I mean, incredibly, we gave you a harder time than than we tend to give Johnny, which is really unfair and Just unkind of us. Yes. <laughs> kind of us why are we so why do we resist the call to adventure so hard i don't know Um, this session and not uh, other sessions i think i think it is like a kind of all right if i'm being charitable which i've decided i'm going to be to you all then i would say it's because uh you're role playing so hard that your characters have a sense of self-preservation right and if and so you're always always looking for the catch or the trick uh, and you don't want to be, you know, obviously from the outsider's perspective, from the DM's perspective, you do want to be tricked because you, you want a trick to happen. You want, uh, you, because it'll be funny and interesting and it will, you know, start the story going. As a character, you kind of just want to sit in the tavern and, you know, and have a drink. You don't want to be, so, so I think, you know, this one begins, as you'll hear, with uh, some, some, you know, some little kids rocking up. Uh, and, you know, like you wouldn't would you You would be suspicious you wouldn't be like hey kids sure where are we going mm. follow i'll i'll follow you into some madcap adventure or, or something like that so yeah you it, it, there's there is a temptation i think when you're really in character to resist the call to adventure you're like go on the hero's journey you're like, no <laughs> yeah um yeah often you know often there is no trick as well it's just just trying to just trying to get the hook in and get the get the show started you know it's I've, i found especially with a live show you know like there's a big timer on screen um that's kind of counting down and you start to feel the weight of all the story that you have yet to chew through we really got to get this this yeah, exactly. on the road guys please there's a bit where prudence is like just is doesn't really want to go into the first room which watching it back was totally my fault because i said is everyone going in or does anyone want to hang back i wanted you all to go in so that ah, we could do the yeah. thing so you know this but it um, sounds it sounds like an invitation to be cautious you're like well i guess yeah. maybe let's leave one person behind for it safety does. what i meant was i didn't want it to feel railroady i didn't want it to be like okay you're all in the room you know because mm, then mm, I there's get always a chance someone's gonna be you. like oh what no i what let's not all go in it sounds bad it sounds like a trap or something oh in conclusion this is like the most mega case of that less breeder less gallier like you know the perfect thing you think of afterwards it's just a kind of 90 minute long one of those for me i'm just like why didn't i say this why didn't i think of that why didn't i have the kids go up to the barman and say hey i can only imagine i know you and i can only imagine how that's going through your head but also i think it's really really good i really enjoy the um the uh sort of meta layer of of trying to motivate everyone to go on their own sort of hero's journey you know Yes, um, the, uh, yeah, we kind of we run through a run through. bucket full of atonement for you here, Egbert, right over here, <laughs> just this way. Yeah, and it's like a bow for Meryl Wen, isn't it? Or lamp, something? Yeah, lampshading yeah. that kind of very obvious motivating yeah, factor. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I remember um, reading something about screenwriting and the screenwriter had compared the, the kind of getting people off the starting blocks or getting the hero off the starting blocks, you know, like motivating them in the very first step as being like, imagine your heroes on a boat and entering the adventure is like jumping into the water and what would make you jump out of a boat and into the water and it'd have to be something pretty good because you don't want to leave the boat Um, and it has to be something really good that's like luring you into the water and have to be something really good or scaring you off of the boat or the boat's like on fire or something damn that is that is a really good and and cool analogy is it because as i was saying i was like this sounds actually pretty useless (laughs) 
No, I'm, I'm going to take that forward into all GMing. It's, I think it's a, okay. it's a good indicator. Like, you know, you need something that is, you know, to, to, to get everyone to heed their call of adventure. You need something mm. that is so terrifying that they have to move, run away from it or so yeah. alluring that they have to go towards it. Yeah. Um, a big stick yeah, and yeah. a big carrot or one, yeah. or one or the other. Yeah. Well, this one started in a, a tavern, right? So I suppose yeah. maybe how about Jaws the shark bites through the bar? <laughs> The tavern explodes in 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. We start off in a tavern. It's on fire. Oh, no. There's only That's one brilliant. exit. It's down yeah. into the basement. There's a gnome there who wants to do your taxes. <laughs> Burning beams crash down over all other exits. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's listen to Let's Get Fiscal, the first half of that session recorded at MCM Birmingham 2021. If you would like to see it with all the glorious visuals, then um, there is a link in the show notes uh, and you can watch the original video over on Outside Xbox on YouTube. Yeah, if you want to see the desperation in on my face <laughs> as well as hear it in my voice. If you want to see the terror in, in Luke's eyes, then uh, knock yourselves out. Okay, we'll see you on the other side. Um, please enjoy. Hi, I'm Corazon de Baena. If you haven't seen Oxventure before, I'm kind of the, the main character, the, le- the main one. I'm Egbert, the Dragonborn Paladin, and I'm the fifth main character. Aww. Aww. <laughs> uh, I'm Jane, I play Prudence the Tiefling Warlock, bringing that uh, protagonist energy, living my warlock fantasy. Thank you. And I am Merylwyn, the Wood Elf Druid, and I'm just happy to be here. Uh, and I'm Luke. I normally play Dob, but uh, Johnny was unable to be here today for this session. They send their love, and I have their notes, and they ask Exciting. me to step in as GM. Uh, so, yes, this is Johnny's campaign that I've got in front of me here. Any enjoyment of the next two hours should be attributed strictly to Johnny. It just says, kill Egbert on your... <laughs> yeah. 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 Literally all it of Egbert. Act one, Egbert's funeral. <laughs> The sun is setting on a life poorly lived. <laughs> okay, folks, the adventure begins in a tavern, as it always has, as it always will, called the Surprise Inspection. The Ox Venturers, such as they are, are having a round of drinks. Such as they are. Because <laughs> Dob isn't there. Dob's not there. Feels like something's missing. I Specifically, uh, Dob is doing a little bit of international travel and is still en route to catch up back with you. Uh, but for now, you're gathered around a table. Uh, in the surprise inspection, you've ordered a round of drinks, as per usual. When a small girl uh, approaches the table, stares directly at you, Corazon, and says, Are you Corazon de Baena? No, oh, I'm not falling for this again. No, I'm not your father. <laughs> <laughs> not another paternity suit. Oh. Prove it, I say. <laughs> Oh, okay. And out, out from behind the girl, uh, an even smaller little boy steps. Oh, God, there's two of them. <laughs> uh, she DNA t- test or you're not getting a single doubloon, <laughs> I say. <laughs> she turns around to the little boy and says, Oh, Timmy, I suppose we shall have to find an even braver dread pirate to help us today. Oh, well, that was easier than it usually goes, actually. <laughs> and to They're receive off. our bounty of sweet gold. Yeah, so, bye-bye. 
they begin to walk away, uh, and uh, the, the little boy just turns to you just before he goes, and, and he says, Please. <laughs> and you get the sense that he's asking not just for him. Please. And he does a little cough. <laughs> and as he coughs, uh, you hear his uh, pockets shake, and there's the familiar jingle of gold and rubies in there. <laughs> really working this one, aren't you? <laughs> the familiar jingle of rubies. Yeah. Egbert, you sense he might also have some atonement in his pockets. And <laughs> oh boy, Meryl, when you got that child, you know, to strap to his back, there's a huge bow, like it looks like sort of purple drop kind of thing. <gasps> and Prudence, he has tentacles. So. <laughs> you know what? I think we should hear this kid out. Can we right. Turn him upside down pal. and shake him out. <laughs> Like a loop pinata. Yeah, this has got to be the easiest loot you ever, you ever get. Just turn him upside oh, down. All right, Let fine. What was when you love sweet gold? What do you want, child? I'm trying to drink this drink. So you are Corazon de Bayena. That how it's pronounced? I thought it was Ballina. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard me pronounce it hundreds of times. All right. Uh, never noticed. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's that's me. All Thank right. Thank you. And she presses into your hand a piece of paper. And uh, damn it, girl, <laughs> you open the piece of paper. This time, it's not the black spot, uh, but it's a notice that reads: "Congratulations, you are being audited by the Geth Inland and Offshore Revenue Service." No. Oh. <laughs> your auditor has already arrived. Please give them your full cooperation. The little girl uh, gives the table leg a kick, and you hear a little mechanism that you hadn't seen in there go. The tabletop flips over of its own accord, spilling drinks everywhere, and pinned to the underside is uh, a little gnome who must have been there at some time <laughs> in a set of officious looking robes uh, who says, Voice, voice. Hello! <laughs> I'm Sigmund Fuddlestuff. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. I'm an auditor for the GIORS. <laughs> I grab the table and try and spin it back the other way. <laughs> uh, maybe a strength check and beat a 17. <laughs> uh, that is a four. Okay. <laughs> you spring forward, you say, not today, fuddle stuff, and try to flip the table excitingly round, but uh, the gears are locked quite tight, yeah. and Sigmund goes, oh, you're not the first to try it, uh, but it will count against you in the audit. I'm making a note, and he pulls out a uh, notepad and a little quill. Uh, now, I believe you are the Oxventurer's Guild. Can I ask which of you is the treasurer? Uh, sir. She's on the hook for everything, I say. I hope you've been keeping books yeah. all this stuff. Ah, and who would you be? Name, please. Meryl Wen. Meryl Wen. Not sure how that's spelled. I'll put a, a Y in there, is that correct? No. Okay. <laughs> Touchy about that. Uh, Merylwen, thank you. It's come to my attention that the Guild has made a considerable amount of money in the last year, and I want to make sure it's being properly managed in accordance with Geth law. Uh, so, I have just a few questions. It shouldn't take long. If your answers are satisfactory, you can be on your way. Okay, so, first, how much money does the Guild have? I don't know. All right, I'm supposed <laughs> to write a number in here, but... Uh... Um... One. You could write one. That's a number. Let's write one. One money. You have one money. Uh-huh. The, the Adventurer's Guild. Meryl Wen. The thing is, we, we have one member who likes to somewhat squirrel away things in a lake, 
And ah, uh, the uh, GIORS takes a dim view of offshore investing, I'm afraid. <laughs> Very good. Inspiration, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't fully, like, I asked them to bring me the receipts and everything so I could put everything in the book. Receipts? Brilliant. Where are they? We can get this over with. They don't give me them. Who's they? This lot. I see, but you are the treasurer. Yes. Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, so where exactly are While this is are happening, I'm just sort of removing my more ostentatious rings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you roll before on the strength check? Like, four. Yeah, he clocks it. He writes it down. Um, <laughs> so this uh, Dob character, which sounds an awful lot like a name you would make up under pressure. <laughs> where are they now exactly? Well, they, they recently took part in an exchange program, and they're away, and they're on their way back. This sounds bad, but honest, they are. Yeah, the only thing we know about Dob is that they are real. All right, I'm just going to write real next <laughs> to the word Dob. because that is important. That's an important point. And uh, what is Dob's marital status? Engaged. It's very exciting. Engaged. Yes. And would this be for a tax benefit situation, do you know? Well, not for his benefit. <laughs> Yeah. I see. Someone's going to be benefiting. We're not yeah. yet clear on whether it's him. Oh, it's very clear, Egbert. Okay. <laughs> I um, just believe in love. As Fuddle Stuff writes in the final answer, uh, a little mechanical red flag goes ding uh, up, on, uh, up on the edge of his notebook. Red, red's good, right? Yeah, that's, that's a good, that's good. good sign, right? It's red, red good for me because I'm paid by the hour. Oh, no. uh, I'm afraid, I have to say, that uh, the Guild's answers in this case have not been satisfactory. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on this Dob character, but uh, I'm afraid I must say that if this Dob character uh, is not expected to return by the end of business, which is, gosh, only ten minutes, then the Guild will have to submit an extension form if you want to delay the audit for ten working days. Do you wish to submit the form? Yes, please. Right, very well. In order to submit the form, you must retrieve it from the Dungeon of Temporary Extension. <laughs> if you'll line up behind me, I am obliged to accompany you, though I must not aid you in any way, so please don't ask. Is there a Dungeon of Permanent Extension? <laughs> You're funny, I'm writing that in my book. <laughs> I'm thinking of doing stand-up. <laughs> it's going in the tight five. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? Dungeons and Dragons can be literally anything you want it to be. Just fantasy, mindscapes, <laughs> infinite possibilities, and we're doing tax forms. Dungeon of permanent extension. Right. Uh, right, this being, as it turns out, a G-I-O-R-S pub, uh, the entrance to the dungeon is just in the wine cellar. So um, Fuddle Stuff leads you behind the bar uh, to um, a, a sort of trap door in the ground, um, and uh, taps his foot on the ground, and it springs open, boing, along, like that. Uh, on the inside of the trapdoor, now that it's open, you can see there is a brass plaque that reads, Caution! Death awaits all those who lack the same qualities of a good bookkeeper's ledger. You have been warned. So who, who's, going, uh, who's going first? Treasurer, right? Yeah, the treasurer, surely. Yeah, I'll go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a look around. I've a little peek in. All right. You peek your head down inside. Uh, it's a stone staircase descending. You can't see any doors coming off of it, but it is extremely dark and foreboding and a little bit damp, it has to be said. 
Yeah, good thing I can see in the dark with my dark vision. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> with your dark vision, yeah. you can see uh, down to the end of this, uh, past the steps, there is a, a, a long stone corridor, and small in the distance, you can see a little grey rectangle that looks like it could be a door. Gonna slowly walk towards the grey ra- rectangle and having a look out for any traps. Okay. Such. Make me a uh, wisdom perception check, I guess. It's a seven, thank goodness. <laughs> um, and, well, 15. 15. You expertly spot that there are no traps in here. <laughs> We're fine. Let's go, team. All right. Okay. As you get closer to that door at the end, I assume we're all at this point down. Fuddle stuff is leading up the rear, uh, kind of behind. Who's at the back? I can't see anything in the dark, so I'm like holding on to Egbert's shoulders. Right. <laughs> great, great, great. I guess I'm holding on to Prudence's shoulders. Are we doing the conga thing with yeah, the feet we're as well? And Prudence, yeah, yeah. you're holding on to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a hand on Marilyn. Okay. Uh, so it sounds like Corazon's at the back. So oh, Fuddle's. I don't know why, because I can see in the dark, so I don't need. I don't need. To. You can all see in the dark. And you can see in the dark. Right. Egbert. Okay, I'm I just going to hold on to Egbert's tail, <laughs> like okay. a like a lead. And Fuddle stuff is just going to hold on to uh, the tails of your. I assume you're wearing a fairly ornate. Lengthy coat. You assume correctly. Do you want to describe it in detail? No. How tax, <laughs> how tax deductible is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as Fuddle Stuff gets his nice try, Fuddle Stuff. Is this crushed velvet? No, actually, it's a kind of sackcloth. Very cheap. Very uh, cheap. I see. I have very little income. <laughs> <laughs> you proceed down to the end of this corridor, and you get to uh, what, in fact, is not a door. This grey rectangle is a, a large stone that, as you approach, slides up with a grating noise to reveal an opening within. Looking inside, because you can all see in the dark. This one's (laughs) lit by uh, sconces on the walls, uh, but you can't see too much else from here because it's a little turn into the the room proper. How bad could it be? It's a stupid tax dungeon. It's probably not going to have any monsters or Tax dungeon does sound bad, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Probably there'll just be some old filing cabinets or something. It can't be that bad. I, I walk into the room and look around and see what's up. Great. Uh, as you walk in, Corazon, uh, the, the, um, uh, is everyone going in or just Corazon? I'll, I'll go in right behind him. Yeah, I'm coming in. Why not? I'll hang in back. Penny. <laughs> uh, you'll hang back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, keep, keep one back just in case everything yeah, yeah, yeah. goes. <laughs> Three canaries in the mine. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. The Oxventurous Guild's going to be a lonely place with just Dob and Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, as you uh, walk into, as, as the three of you follow you in, Fuddle Stuff, by the way, does come in and turns around to look at you, Prudence, and says, uh, uh, are you coming or not? The test is uh, supposed to begin. Oh, 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 okay. Yes, fine. The door is automated, so it will oh, I'll be crush stuck you. out here, will I? Oh. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess. Then fine. Fuddle right. Stuff, let's go. As you all file in, the, the stone behind you goes... Oh, that sounded good. It, ooh. It's the first ooh. time there. Uh, yeah, and um, settles behind you with a sort of very final thud. But at least now, you can see the room properly. Fuddle stuff rubs his hand together and says, Ah, yes, this is one of my favourites. It's the test of good organisation. As you look out on the room, it's a large room with what could best be described as an enormous pit in the centre of it. But running horizontally across the room... Uh, are three planks with a central sort of spine down the centre 
They're seesaws. Over a pit. Over a pit. Okay. Now, this test of good organization will test exactly that, your organization. All we have to do is make it across to the other side. Okay. Right. Mm. So the, the seats of the seesaw are currently resting on the ground. Uh, no, there are no seats. The, the, these well, the ends sort of, of the planks. Yeah, these yeah. planks are suspended over a vast pit. Okay, but so the edge of the pit, there is a plank touching the edge of the pit, or they're out in the middle of the pit? Uh, they are, they kind of fill the length of the room. Uh, so if these are the walls, okay. the planks are like this. Be careful not to fall, guys, says Fuddlestuff. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I see. I get it. It's, I see how it is. Nice. <laughs> so what's stopping us from just walking across the... The planks. Glad you asked. That large central spine in the middle, uh, it goes right down the center and it's covered with spikes. Mm. Fearsome ones. The worst kind. Okay. I see. Egbert, can you just teleport across? How, how big is this pit? Uh, oh gosh, let's say 35 feet. Damn it! <laughs> what is the range? What if I run and jump five feet and then do it? <laughs> I'm as excited as anyone to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do that? Why not? Yeah, cool. Uh, all right, so let's see. Um, the, it's Misty Step, right? Your it is Misty stuff? Step, yeah. Okay, you don't have to roll anything to do that, do you? Uh, not as far as I know. Okay, so let's just make this a roll for the run and jump. The run yes. and jump, right? It's, it's, the, it's the triggering the spell at the furthest point forward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so make me a strength check. Yeah. Well, he's what kind of strength uh, check? Are we talking <clears throat> athletics here? Um, Feels athletic to me. Yeah, strength athletics if you like. Um, Great. Love me a proficiency bonus. Let's say, do you want to know what you want to beat? Yes. Because it adds tension. All right. Um, 18. 18? <laughs> to jump five feet? Have you what? not seen my powerful dragonborn thighs? Have you ever seen... I've probably got vestigial wings somewhere as well, haven't I? You want to, okay, do you want to try and use your vestigial wings in... The <laughs> <laughs> no. Help you? Well, maybe someone can help, Egbert. What, someone could give me a boost. Well, I was going to say, let's listen to the treasurer. Like, Maya, I, I think the, the idea here is, if I'm imagining it right, there's three seesaws either side. There's four of us. So if Egbert fails his jump, I would like to be on the other side, ready to, like, jump in and try and land on the other side so he doesn't just go down. I look forward to you trying to counterbalance a seven-foot-tall dragon, dragon boy. As I can like, turn into a bear. <laughs> right, okay, cool. As you're laying out this extremely reasonable point, Meryl, when Egbert in the background just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll it. Let's see what happens. Yep. That is a critical one. <laughs> Merylwyn, as you're explaining that in this room of seesaws, what you might want to do is try and counterbalance the whole party cleverly, assessing everyone's weight so that you can all get across safely and step at the same time. Just out of focus in the background, you see the huge form of Egbert just doom, 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 doom. Uh, unfortunately, do your shoes have laces? They do now. Uh, the laces come undone just before the jump. Uh, the vestigial wings actually do sort of flop out. <laughs> Uh, but they spread, but do nothing. Uh, and you <laughs> flap up into his face, obscuring, his, <laughs> obscuring your vision. Um, and you flop into the hole, hitting your head on the way down. Um, you fall for a very long time. I uh, cast Featherfall on Egbert. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, Egbert, you, uh, yeah. Everyone else, you hear Egbert scream. It's like, ah! <laughs> Fades away to nothing. You all stand around in an appalled silence. And then a few moments later, ah! <laughs> a portal opens up just behind you, ha. back on the platform. <laughs> and Egbert, boom, impact's done, because it took as long to fall as Featherfall takes to wear off. But we'll say you only took damage from hitting your head. Uh, okay. Roll me... Roll me two D10s. Two D10s, all right. Hang. This could be just two. Uh, it's four and nine. <laughs> all right. Okay, yeah. You're, um, you're slightly sort of bruised in the okay. jaw. Fair. Okay. Okay. We need to... What we should do is split ourselves into two groups of equal weight mm -hmm. and then all jump simultaneously yeah. from seesaw to seesaw. Yeah. See, organization. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I said. That was Merowyn's idea. Yeah, but I think it's a good idea. I think we should do it. Okay, thank you, Corazon. Corazon's back right, says Fuddlestar. Yeah. <laughs> good idea. Yeah, Corazon's right, says Corazon. <laughs> I've had a head injury, so I'm like, Corazon's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, underst I understand the layout of the room now that Luke drew it for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Well, we've also got to take this gnome with us. Thank you. So... Okay. No, one of us. Balance that with another party member. With Egbert, maybe. Maybe Corazon. How much do you weigh, Gnome? What a personal question. <laughs> metric or Imperial? Metric? I didn't know we used the metric system here in Geth, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, one Gnome. 20 kilograms. Okay. Quite treasurer. Okay, I think Corazon... If you have, you, you've probably got enough gold in your pockets as well to add to the. I'm weight. sorry, what was that? Says uh, no, Marowan, <laughs> I have no gold in my po in my. Oh no, you're right. My you humble you, pocket. It was uh, you, we uh, substituted them out for gravel. You wanted to build up your core strength. So we didn't have any gold in the first place, though, because oh, no. <laughs> I have no income, as I explained. You gave it, yeah, you gave it away to the the orphanage in town. It was ta so. What you're saying? It was a tax deductible. Yes. Yes. That's absolutely. Well, Hank, you're sure, like the three of us and a gnome good. together will probably weigh about what Egbert weighs because he's a giant dragon man in plate armor. Yeah. Uh, or I could be bear. That's mm, that's true. How much does bear weigh? How much about, do bear uh, weigh? About an Egbert. About one Egbert. Yeah. Roughly one Egbert. Actually, Egbert okay. might need the gnome. Well, then Prudence and the gnome probably weighs one Corazon. Yeah. So, okay, okay we'll go. Okay, we'll go two right. by two. Yeah, we'll go. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna yep. bear. Right. I think right. I've got it. I seize the gnome. Bear with <laughs> me. <laughs> okay, so yes. Beryl when prudence and gnome. Okay. Go one side. I hold him like a football. Yeah. Uh. Alright. Okay. Actually, I want, actually I put myself with Egbert now, I've realized, of the uh, Think heavy thoughts. Well, I mean he's already <laughs> fallen into the <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Let me physics this for you. Here's the thing about seesaws. It's Imagine a pivot, maths. right? Yeah. Maths, maths, maths. It's a pivot. If you are further away, then you exert more leverage. If you're closer to the pivot, you exert... No, if you're closer to the pivot, you exert more. So I should one, get one close, to the, the close to the fulcrum, yeah. and then you can be further out. I think we're yes. gonna, both sides are going to weigh, weigh the same thing, and we're going to jump onto the same point and just go yes. down. As long as you weigh the same, then yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we do. Pretty sure. I guess we'll find out. You've played four guys. You just feel feel your way, right? You Let's just yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. 
Um, this seems like a, a good balancing. Uh, to be honest, it sounds like you've really thought about it. Uh, so let's lower the acrobatics check to all jump at the same time. You're suggesting I didn't think about my great plan to jump and teleport. I would never, ever suggest it. <laughs> Just heavily imply it. Just hev heavily. So this is dexterity. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a dexterity acrobatics check for everyone. Just don't whiff it. I don't want anything under a three, let's say. Uh, nine. Seventeen. Six. Six. More than three. Fourteen. <laughs> Fourteen. Great. Uh, you all hop at the same, roughly the same time onto the seesaw. It gives a bit of a lean towards the Egbert Corridor on side. Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Yep, yeah, you shimmy just a little bit inwards uh, and it sort of levels out. Uh, we won't make you roll for the remaining two planks because it sounds like you've completely got this sussed. So after yep. a few more hops, boop, boop, and one more time, boop, like that, oh, you will find yourself on the other side of this uh, terrifying pit. <laughs> Thank you, and well done. Uh, I've never seen anyone pass the test quite so brilliantly. Great, so we don't <laughs> have to pay any tax now, right? <laughs> Oh, so I'm not going to have any more room in my Type 5 if you keep busting out these hilarious <laughs> gut busters. <laughs> Don't have to pay tax now, because I did the first test. <laughs> Very funny. All right, fine. Let's continue on this tax dungeon. There is indeed uh, a door in front of you. It's another stone door. And as Fuddle Stuff approaches it, uh, up it goes. Now, uh, having all adjusted to the darkness, uh, the light in the next room that you can see, even through this small stone aperture, is quite blinding. It's, it's almost like it's bright daylight inside. And as you proceed in, that's not the only thing assaulting your senses, because there is also the sound of quite sweet music. Quite chill. And as you come out in, you know something odd underfoot is that sand. And as your eyes adjust, you get a view of this room. By the way, behind you. That was the right distance, wasn't it? That was great. Yeah, nailed it. Next time. Uh, yeah, you, um, you, you get a look at this room. The ceiling is painted blue to look like the sky with clouds along it. Blue fading into a beautiful purple horizon where there's a sun painted on one wall. The ocean is painted along one side and some sand dunes along the other, over on your right. And um, the, the, there's a sort of painted lapping waves along one edge of the room, going into the sand that you can all feel underfoot. And around the room, you can see a large number of kobolds. We've encountered kobolds before. Do we all remember what kobolds are? Mm -hmm. Little goblin-y things, right, or something? Funny, friendly, little rabbity rat creatures. Got it. Humanoids. Um, in a few of a uh, set of them are over in a corner, uh, playing instruments, kind of very chill, kind of slide loot uh, kind of feel. Um, some, other the, some others are just sort of standing around having a lovely time. There's a fire pit in the center of the room, and uh, one kobold actually comes up to you with a tray of drinks. <laughs> Thank you very much. I straight in one there. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. They have like, umbrellas in them. Little umbrellas. Great. Perfect. This is, this, this is the kind of room I can get behind. Cocktail drinks. Is this some sort of like Cayman Islands simulation? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is where all the money's kept. Yeah, yeah. some kind of haven, you know. Yeah. 
What's the test here, Sigmund? Oh, uh, this, uh, this is the, uh, this is the uh, uh, test of the spine. Excuse me, uh, says Sigmund. But Sigmund is actually being led away by one of the kobolds to sit round the fire pit oh. uh, and is being bought uh, oh, some, no. some sliders on a plate, oh. uh, which he starts shoveling into his gob. Oh, oh, better than ever. Oh, 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 you must try some of these. Come sit, sit. Okay, is this the test? How many sliders we can eat? Because, uh, yep. Put me in, coach. <laughs> my boy here. <laughs> He's ready. Yeah. Um, I think I know what it, I think I know what it's going to be. What What is it going to be? How good are you at limbo? <gasps> Super good. All right. Yeah. All right, I sit down in the sand next to Sigmund. Brilliant. Uh, you all. I've si got your number, Sigmund. <laughs> okay. Says Sigmund. He's just chomping down sliders. Okay. You all sit round this fire pit. Uh, more drinks are brought. Uh, in fact, there's a, a little bit of time passes. You can have a chat. You might call it a short rest uh, if anyone needs that. Um, but after a little while, what do you talk about? What do you talk about? What do you want to talk about? Talk Let's about all in. of my legal income that I declare. Go on. <laughs> oh, really? At the end of the at the end of the day, I'm not really left with anything for me. What with all the orphans oh. that I oh. help. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This and guild is quite known for helping orphans, it seems. Yeah, the orphans okay. of Geth must love the Oxventurers Guild. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know... I have, um, I have to pay 100% tithe to my church. Which yeah, same. The Church of Cthulhu, so mm -hmm. uh, I have nothing left for the tax, tax gnome. Oh, yeah. the Church of Cthulhu. Yes. Interesting, interesting. Boots are actually a, uh, they're an exp a work expense for a pirate, because you need really good ones. Are Otherwise all the other pirates laugh at you. You wouldn't be expected to walk around on the deck. Well, exactly. Unshod. Thank you. What if there were a splinter? What if there was a... This is, yeah, get yes. in my foot. What if we were declared legally dead for tax purposes? That's probably it a It could thing. be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> dead men pay no tax. So. That's what they say. What's your excuse, Mahalo? Oh, the thing is, like, I, I don't... I don't take ownership of any... You can't, like, own money, man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I take care of it. I know, you know, I know how to do the books when I'm, you know, given the incomes from evil, but um, <laughs> in I'm just, you know, happy out in nature and just bothering wildlife, really. Yeah. So anyway, this has been a wonderful dungeon. Really enjoyed <laughs> it. So shall we be... We can leave Back now? Where we yeah. Why are we leaving? This place seems lovely. You know, we've got the sun, the beach... The umbrella drinks. Oh, we can't we go back here? the way we came. Yeah, the seesaws. Not before the test. Oh, yeah. What was the test exactly? <laughs> I think, by the way, Fuddle Stuff's had a few too many of uh, <laughs> right. whatever okay. drink they're offering. <laughs> well, there it is now, uh, he says, and he points. And indeed, a few kobolds bring out some sticks. Plant two. Yes. Well in the sand like that. I'm and ready. place another horizontally across the top of it. Right. Yes. Start doing some back bends and warm-ups. At a limboing sort of height. Yes. All of the kobolds cease their duties. The band stops playing. Okay. And all the kobolds, you can tell they're really excited. And they all come gather around in a, in a circle. Uh, and they all start chanting, Spine! 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 It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> spine! Spine! It's a creepy spine. thing to chant, kobolds. Right, spine, I get it. Are they going to play some, some music for this? Going to get some... Ah, right, okay. 
Uh, just I... silent limbo on the chance spot. <laughs> yeah. OK, cool. <laughs> One of the kobolds grumpily stumps back to the drum kit yeah. and sort of sets up a kind of... Who's got the spell like liquefy spine? Anything we can. Can you do that sort of exorcist spider walk type thing where you go backwards and. I can like, do it. That feels like that would be within Prudence's skill set. Yeah, it's more like up walls and across the ceiling. Right. Along yeah. the beach. It's a, it's a pretty typical pirate downtime activity, limbo. We just set up on a beach when we're moored up. Got I, would, in limbo. I would like to limbo under the bar, please. All right. The bar is set to about uh, nipple height. Um, <laughs> Cool. All right. So, Corazon, you're going first. Mm -hmm. Going with the limbo. All right. Make me a... A limbo check. Make me a limbo check. I think this has got to be another uh, acrobatics check, hasn't it, really? Dexterity? 23. Yeah. 23. Yes. Corazon basically folds in half backwards. He looks like a Tetris piece. All the kobolds are just loving it. They can see very clearly that you're going to make it easily. They're delighted. Corazon, you make it through to the other side and you come back up to your And that's why I shouldn't pay any tax, I uh, and the delighted kobolds who are standing either side of the sticks go, spine, 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 and take the stick and lower it about the best part of a foot. Spine, 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 spine. Wait, do we all have to do it? Yeah, spine, it was easy. Spine. Come on. What's wrong with you, I say? I feel like I should go next because. Yeah, size wise. I feel like just size wise. <laughs> this is... All right. What do I do? What do I roll? Again, Dex acrobatics check. This time, beat a 15. Uh, I did not beat a 15. I got a 9. Oh, dear. How does it look, Egbert? You describe your failed limbo. I ate too many sliders and the curve of my belly just <laughs> dislodges the pole slightly. I, I go under. I cast Mage Hand and grab the pole with my invisible hand and hold <laughs> it in the air as Egbert goes under it. <laughs> uh, make me a stealth check. Let's just hear the number. 15. All right. Uh, yes, the, uh, the, the pole holds. Uh, some of the kobolds who are closer to it go... and look at their drinks and go... <laughs> I give one of them a little nudge in the eye with the edge of the pole. <laughs> spine, spine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, the, the drumming slows down suspiciously, like, dum -da -da -bum -ba -bum, <laughs> as all the kobolds are you, Egbert? But you have indeed made it out to, to the other side. Great. Uh, which the kobolds are broadly pleased with, and they take it down another foot. Spine, 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 spine! I'll take the last one. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yes, uh, okay, I uh, shimmy up to the, to the limbo pole. Dex acrobatics. <laughs> this time, 18. 18? Yep, it's like kind of <laughs> at hip height now. Oh, no. It's a serious limbo you're about to attempt. 18, all right. Can't look. Oh, it's a 10. Plus? Oh, uh, I don't have acrobatics. Oh, no, there we go. Okay, all right, it's an 11. Yeah, you, uh, you, you sort of size up the limbo pole, and as, as you kind of... Wiggle under Do it. I hook it on these horns. Look, look how perfectly these yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, you yep. could easily collect a pole. With you that. do make it under, and you think you've done it, but then when you stand back up, the pole <laughs> fires forward and uh, hits a kobold in the head. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not all bad. Oh. 
Uh, the mood changes. Darn. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, the drumming becomes a bit more sinister. Boom, 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 boom. And all the kobolds start chanting, redo, 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 redo. Right, you get a redo. Okay. The pole is put back. You see some of the kobolds kind of like, you can see that some of them are holding axes behind their back. Redo, redo. Damn, all right, kobolds. Can we huddle for a second? Yeah, yeah, we can huddle. I got nothing for this. What do you got? Do, do your... My horns come off. Are you going to say, do my horns come off? <laughs> no. no. screw, I think. <laughs> I just, maybe you could unscrew them. And How them dare you? How very dare you? Okay. Um. Oh, um... Come on. Pass without come trace, on. plus 10 bonus to dexterity stealth checks, but I don't know whether it's a dexterity stealth check. Oh. How about... I'll allow it. The How about... Check was a stealth while they're distracted, I steal the pole... And then minor illusion a pole onto there. Yes. So you can just go through it. Illusory pole. Illusory pole. Okay, let's steal the pole. How yeah. All right. Prudence, make a distraction. Uh, I do a hula dance. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not what I was expecting. <laughs> sure. Uh, I kind of want to say charisma persuasion. Yeah. yeah. Feels like that. it. I got charisma Resist for intimidation. Days. No, charisma persuasion. Gonna go my massive charisma. Let's see how this. Hula. Charisma performance, maybe. I don't yeah, have performance, but. All right, that's going to be a 19. 19? Uh, yeah. 19 out of 20 hula. The kobolds are like, redo, redo, redo. You start to hula exceptionally yeah, gracefully. Yeah, yeah. In fact, everyone, including Corazon, in fact, you're distracted as well before you remember what it is you're supposed to be doing while everyone's looking. Right. Uh, I take the pole and I bury it under the sand. Okay. Cool. And then I cast Minor Illusion to create a facsimile of the pole that says... Non-corporeal. All right. Brilliant. Everyone's still looking at all eyes on prudence. Yep. I've used all my moves. <laughs> Ready. Okay. Redo, redo, redo. I know, redo, redo. All right, all right, kobolds. Okay, I um, shimmy up to the pole. I bend over and bend backwards. And, uh, yeah, shimmy under it. And at the point where my horns would catch on the pole... You'd have to be looking really closely to see that they actually pass through the illusory magic pole. Yeah. Okay? Yes, yes. Because Merylwyn has already passed. No, wait, we're not doing the stealth check. Okay, we're just doing, just doing the illusory pole. Yep, no need to roll for this because the hula was so great. Yep, that exactly happens. Yes. Again, you get like, there's a suspicious vibe amongst the kobolds <laughs> as they see that. Prove as, it, I say. As they see that some of them are like, <laughs> looking, looking really closely at, at, at the pole and then at your horns, they could sort of consult with each other like <laughs> no you spoke kobold people languages okay it's the same as a uh, thieves cant yeah <laughs> they don't want it getting out but it's just kobold <laughs> right uh, prudence you are now stood on the other side of the uh, limbo pole with cool. egbert and corazon prudence and prudence do another hula dance for distraction because minor illusion only lasts a minute <laughs> All right, um... Dun, I... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I start crunking. <laughs> okay. Do you want to roll for crunking? Yes, I think you'd better. All right. Is it charisma again? Because this time it's 20. 20, oh. okay. Uh, yeah, um, the, at first the kobolds are like, This is so good. 
but then actually is they're refreshed by my new moves you refreshed it what are the fresh new moves i don't know how to crank <laughs> she's just just soldier just boy crank, cranking that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, while she's doing that i expertly cranking they're more confused than uh, Same. Yeah. uh entertained this time hey cobbles look this way <laughs> i say no keep looking eyes on me yeah. while that's happening i hook a foot underneath the pole under the sand i kick it up into my hand and place it back on the on the thing, because Minor Illusion only lasts a minute. I can't. I thought, I thought you were going to recast it. Well, I'm running out, rapidly running out of spell slots. I don't know, Merylwen could maybe man manage it on her own. I don't know. Oh, Merylwen's got this. Okay, fine. All right, the pole, now that the kobolds go, and, uh, and they, they are immediately reassured when they grab the pole, because they can tell that, oh, yes, no, this is the pole we used to. Uh, and they do, 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 take it down a bit. Spirit, 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 spirit. Okay, how low down is it now? It's sort of... Merylwen, on you, uh, it's kind of like halfway up your thigh. Are you still a bear? No, no. You're not, okay. But now... I'm going to say that might be a problem. Well, I turn into a duck. <laughs> Inspiration, of course. Well, that caught me by surprise. I wasn't expecting <laughs> the duck. No. But I should have been. I should have been because it's... Merylwen, and not only is it an animal transformation, but it's it's a pun as well because of limbo, right? I didn't get that until just now. I honestly duck under the now it make now it makes sense. Well, I mean, it always made sense because you know it's Merylwen. <laughs> of course, <laughs> she's going to be a duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was great. I really enjoyed uh, this whole limbo bit. I thought that was so. Yeah, fun. Again, you know, I can't claim any credit. It's it's entirely Johnny's notes. Would you like, as a special treat, um, to know about some rooms that could have been in this adventure that weren't? Yes, here's what you could have won. Yes, please. Here's what you could have won. Because um, uh, I the way that Johnny had prepped this for me was a sort of modular dungeon. Um, wow. This is why dungeon crawls are so great for live shows, because you can think about a series of, I don't know, four or five rooms and then think, oh, well, I'm going to do three of them and just basically slot in, you know, whichever ones you want based on how it's going and how much time you have and whether they've done any fighting yet and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so we did the test of good organisation in this episode, right? Which was all the seesaws. The seesaws, yes. The seesaws that I, I totally failed to explain the layout or give any kind of visual description of, which made the whole thing very confusing. Then the test of the spine, which is the limbo thing, yes. right? But there was also... Uh, a note here, test of binding. The test of binding is a room filled with giant boa constrictors that are going to try and squeeze everybody to death because who doesn't enjoy a good pun? Oh, that's, fun. Yeah, that's that reading, from, reading from Johnny's notes there. Yeah. Love it. Room full of snakes. Okay. Wish I'd done that. Why didn't I do that? That sounds really fun. <laughs> well, there's always time. Next time. <laughs> yeah, next room time. full of snakes. Yeah, that's right. Maybe I shouldn't be reading this stuff out. Maybe I should just be... <laughs> Save it, find yeah, it for later. Save this gold, yeah. I have such a soft spot for kobolds or kobolds, if you prefer. Uh, I really enjoyed your kobold voice. And in my mind, they will always look exactly like the kobolds in Elwyn Forest, I think. World of is Warcraft the name of kobolds. The World of Warcraft uh, yes. yeah, starting area for humans. Yeah. Um, with the candle on their head. You right? know take Correct? candle. You know yeah. take candle. Yeah. Um, um, which yeah. I'm, is probably not a standard kobold uh no, in in D and D, they're they're scaly. They're like yeah, they're little right. Lizard monsters. That's so strange to me. I didn't realize this until you know what? I think it was 
D- I think it was DMing this one that made me actually look up look a kobold on D&D Beyond. Let's have a look at the D&D Beyond kobold. Yeah, yeah, look at them. They're like a little... Beyond. They look like a sort of oh, wow. toddler Egbert. Like a little lizard man. Well, this one's pretty cut, actually. This one's pretty uh, muscular. Well, yeah, I imagine Egbert's a pretty ripped the, toddler, right? <laughs> on the D&D Beyond Pretty shredded, shredded Craven kid. reptilian humanoids that commonly infest dungeons. Mm. They make up for their physical ineptitude. This guy does not look physically inept. He looks very ept. Yeah. With a cleverness for trap making. Okay. And now I'm going to look at a World of Warcraft. Kobold. Yeah. Well, um... To describe a World of Warcraft kobold, they kind of yep. have the face. The, they are, yeah, they're anthropom. They're kind of an anthropomorphic little cow monster. Feels cow? like cow. Really? Is that or what like you goat? see? Or like they're rat-like. 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 In fact, the uh, Wowpedia describes them as rat. They do have big snouts. Rat-like subterranean humanoids who dwell in and around caverns and mines, and they've got lots of kind of bristles. You know, sort of whiskers, um, candle on their head, which I assume is like a sort of mining. Um, mining equipment yeah I and, think so uh, and yeah they're sort of rat like yeah which uh, which is how I imagine this is how I imagine them in uh, in this episode of Vox Venture but there yeah, you go exactly and, and I cannot shift that mental image the 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 world of Warcraft kobold is the, the platonic kobold <laughs> Yeah, the, sorry, from which sorry all kobolds D&D. draw. Yeah, yeah, correct. Indeed. Mm. It's they're so wildly different though, reptilian versus rat like. That's they yeah. couldn't couldn't be more different. I mean I suppose they're they're humanoid and mind dwelling. But luckily if you as long as you do a weird enough voice, it will apply to It worked for me. Yeah, that, that works for rats or reptiles as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Oh Luke, I watched the War- World of Warcraft movie again uh, the oh, other night. Lucky. Yeah. I know. I'm very, I'm very lucky. I'm blessed. I like, and, I like uh, War- the Warcraft movie. I think it's all right. I quite enjoyed it, actually. <laughs> yeah. Sort of super lurid and colourful and yeah. it looks cheap, even though it must have cost so much money. So expensive. But it looks, <laughs> it looks like World of Warcraft, you know. Yeah. Everyone's got the giant shoulders, the giant silly shoulders and, yeah. and the enormous plate armour. And yeah, that's, that's, I don't know what you were expecting. That's exactly how a World of Warcraft movie is supposed to look. Well, norm- normally when a uh, video game movie adaptation comes out, everyone just moans because like, oh, it's not like it is in the video game. Warcraft, you cannot say, is aesthetically different. To- they-, they totally nailed the aesthetic of the game. Now, you might think that the aesthetic of the game is bad. <laughs> and- <laughs> There's no defending <laughs> and that. lurid and ugly and, you know, sort of Christmas lights nightmare. However, it is the aesthetic of the games. Uh, you know, yeah. enormous, big, colourful pauldrons and yeah. shoulder bits and stuff like that, and uh, and yeah, they 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 totally nailed it. Outrageously big swords that don't that, that were way too heavy to lift, but that don't seem to actually do anything when you hit something with it. Mm. Yeah, that's the Warcraft vibe. It's the Warcraft way. So wasn't it? Um, it was um Duncan Duncan Jones directed that, right? Correct. Yeah, who is yeah. a super fan by all accounts, if I recall correctly. And and who else do you want making a World of Warcraft movie? I, but a super I interviewed fan? him. Who's going to put? Uh... I interviewed him when 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 the Warcraft movie came out. I interviewed him about it. Okay. In my old job. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And wow. What did I've say? completely forgotten that. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a recovered memory. What yeah. was he like? What did he say? Uh, he was he was very nice, very friendly. Um, I remember I asked him what would you what did you wish you'd put in the film that you know what from Warcraft did you want to put in what but you didn't, didn't make the cut? Yeah, okay. uh, and he said uh, Torans, which are the enormous oh, cow people, cow like people. Oh, oh yeah, folks. there weren't there weren't any, not a single Toran. Not to, not any Toran. Uh, I think it's I think it's because 
he was so ruthlessly sticking to the law yeah. that in the time period, in the oh, fictional... they weren't around yet. There weren't any Tauren at okay. that time. Um, okay. So, and he's, yeah. he couldn't bring himself to, to break with the canonical timeline. And no, I mean, I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> How am I supposed to enjoy this movie when there's a big cow person there who is... What's the cow person doing here? They're not supposed to arrive for another hundred years. They haven't come through the portal of Deanor or whatever. <laughs> Don't at me. I don't know where Torrens come from and I don't want to learn. You did, though. There was a time when you did. There was a Guaranteed. time when I there knew, was a yeah. Time. That's a but different look, Luke. Clearly, my brain didn't think it was worth remembering because it's deleted. Until it, just so. now. Yeah. yeah. Well, how do you think the D&D movie is going to turn out since we're on uh, movie adaptations? Um, I get a kind of similar vibe. It looks like it takes itself quite seriously, which I admire because the temptation when you're making the dungeons and dragons movie is surely to make it so ironic uh but you know because you would think that all of the filmmakers involved are so sort of uh, cringing cringy about dragons and high fantasy and stuff that they would make it ironic and sarcastic and like try and dumb down the high fantasy as much as possible but uh, you know it looks like it's going to be a fairly serious not tongue-in-cheek adaptation of D&D stuff which I like yeah so you know I'm I'm rooting for that I'm rooting for them taking it seriously serious in the sense of like earnestness I, earnestness. I think there will be jokes yes. yeah, but yeah. Mm. I think that kind of wholehearted earnestness is pretty much the only way to go it's the way to grasp the nettle as it were of D&D I feel like someone's looked at a cut of the movie and said okay I need to make the trailer so I'm going to take all of the joke bits and I'm going to soundtrack it to What's it soundtrack to? It's it's oh it's Led Zeppelin, isn't it? It's um whole lot of love, uh you know. Uh, so the trailer feels like it's very much in the trailer genre that's trendy at the moment. The Guardians of, of the Galaxy vibe. Yeah, exactly. Thor like, Ragnarok esque. They're so directly trying to nail that kind of Guardians of the Galaxy slash Thor Ragnarok vibe. That it makes me think that the film's not going to be anything like that. You think that's a sleight of hand? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's going to get people into the cinemas, and then what they're going to find is a hopefully three-hour, extremely earnest, um, yes, you know, serious exploration of um, of spell slots. Spell slots. I knew you were going to say spell slots. Yes. Yeah, I need but, to know yeah. about Chris Pine's bard spell slots. Carry weight. There's going to be a bit where Chris Pine's like, ah, oh, I want to cast Featherfall, but I don't have a small piece of powdered bone yeah or you know the consumables he needs or whatever yeah 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 i need to stop here and rest for four hours guys yeah i mean that's most of the movie yeah it's the long rest <laughs> i can't wait i cannot wait yeah i think it'll be i i'm 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 cautiously optimistic I, I really don't care if it sucks also. Like, I'll well, enjoy that just so as brilliant. much. I will enjoy it. I will yeah. enjoy it regardless. I, I have no emotional guarantee. investment in the D&D movie being in any way good. Mm. So, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on, everybody. What's coming up on Outside Extra, which is your YouTube channel, over the next few days? The main thing that's happening on Outside Extra is Blades in the Dark, which, as long-term listeners to the cast, I'm sure will know, is our spin-off Oxventure series set in the far future of Geth, um, where IGM and Johnny, Jane, Andy, Mike and Ellen all play, and they play uh, this this gang of, of scoundrel thieves. Uh, yeah, and it's in its 
second season which is airing now so there's new episodes weekly so that is taking up a lot of my uh, time and a lot of a lot of outside extra is very blades in the dark focused at the moment mm. but yeah we're and there'll be a new episode the same day as this podcast comes out because yeah they're, they're yeah, new episodes right. every friday on outside they're extra. airing weekly we haven't split them into different parts or anything like that so it's you know we've tried to just make it as bingeable as possible that's my that's been my goal to just make it as straightforward as possible to just watch and watch and watch and watch and watch so get on that Mm -hmm. and uh anything else we should keep an eye out for there's a video that we published recently that you might have missed that i'd love you to check out it is about the most obscure puzzles in soulsborne games so that's your dark souls is your bloodborns your elden rings your sekiro your demon souls um and that was a really really fun one to make uh because we have a real affinity for those games on the channel Mm. and we have a lot of fun with how relentlessly inscrutable they are uh, so it was a really fun video to make. It was fun to play those games, find those bits of puzzle and, you know, like assemble that and write. And it's just inherently fun to write about ridiculous stuff. So, yeah, please go watch that. Just search Obscure Soulsborn Outside Extra. I'm sure you'll find it. And that's it for this week on the Oxventure D&D podcast. Thanks very much to Luke for joining us and for DMing all the way back in the day of November 2021. You're welcome. Uh, next week. I'll do better next time. No, you did fine, Luke. If I can send you away from this podcast recording with anything, it should be the reassurance that actually you did such an amazing job. And it almost surprises me, although it shouldn't surprise me because I know you're a very self-deprecating person, but it almost surprises me that you don't think of this as the enormous triumph that it is. Because you did. (laughs) I am compliment proof. They oh, bounce no. right off me. They do not go right off. He's like deflecting them somehow. I can pow, see in pow, the zoom pow. window. He's you like... know when Neo stops all the bullets? Yeah. That's that. In midair and then yeah. plucks Each one, one out of the air and drops it at I the ground. I pluck it out the air. Yeah. I look at it disparagingly <laughs> and then they and all fall no. to the floor. <laughs> well, I'm sure everyone listening will agree with me that it was um, a triumph. You're, you're uh, very kind. Thank accomplishment. you. And, Thank you. Um, and let's not forget, done at extremely short notice, perhaps less than 24 hours notice. And I know, Johnny, thank you so much to Johnny for the um, oh. superlative notes. My gosh. But also to Luke for so really stepping up at the last possible moment. So come back next week for the gripping conclusion to Let's Get Fiscal. And thank you so much for listening to the Oxford D&D podcast. <laughs>